video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. Welcome to another episode of the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. Craig, Jess and Andy here from Bonnie, Scotland for another weekly episode of All the Gaming Stuff. It's been a busy old week in gaming news with Ubisoft, Nintendo and Sony showcases so we'll unpack the news from those events as well as other news too. Craig will deliver us a Pure Dead Platinum slash 1000G. If you are a trophy or achievement hunter, we'll also review this week's movie pick and run through the bin nominations as well as sharing our pick of the week. If you enjoy the episode, then please consider subscribing as it helps support us. Give us a wee old follow on the socials as well. That being said, as we are in a period of mourning, today's episode will be stripped back and there'll be no nonsense or jokes this week. <coughs> There's the first one right there. Everyone else is doing it. Everything's shut. T- Morrisons have even turned off the beeping on their tills and turned off all their music. Sure. What? This today or this week? Uh, this week, I believe. Oh, for fuck's sake. This Honestly. Is a bit too much I, now. I read an article about it, that's what it said. I've See, not been to Morrisons to verify, but. Turned I that it's off true. the beeping on their tills. You've also... Or like uh, lowered it so it's not... Uh, no, they're turned it off. So it doesn't take offence. People are mourning. As You've also to there. watch your TV without any volume. You've to put subtitles on this week. Right. You're not allowed volume as a mark of respect. It's what she'd have wanted. It, it's not what she wanted. It's just the rules set out. Project <laughs> Unicorn. Project Unicorn. <laughs> what, what time was it? It was like just after half six on Friday that, or on Thursday, Thursday that it was announced. Yeah. Yeah, and I was playing football at seven o'clock with uh, black tape round my arm. <laughs> it's a mark of respect. That went down wow. well. Yeah. Did you actually? I, I was literally getting ready for football and then it was announced. I was like, Jess, where's the, where's the black tape? <laughs> Stuck it in my arm and took a picture for a laugh. Because I'm a horrible human being. <laughs> that cannot all, miss an opportunity to rip the hole. We're all grieving. We we're are. all grieving. And we're all grieving in different ways. That's true. Very true. What else have you been up to this week then? I just told you, Jess, grieving, <laughs> mourning. There's been nothing else happening apart from that. That's what's overtaken everybody's life. It's just so hard to concentrate on anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's gone. <laughs> she's gone. I personally think the whole podcast should just be an hour of silence. We should have, we should have started as a tribute and like had the the coronation playing in the background. And we still we'll might. Go, I can still do that. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just go through. We should have had facts and just went through our life and what she'd done and stuff. Has like. she ever played a video game, do you think? No. No. <laughs> she ever heard of a video game? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. 
she's probably been the subject of a few video games. Like she'll have been in a few video games, probably in a satiric manner. I would imagine. Is she not in the Paper Pig one? She was in the Paper Pig show. Remember, she hijacked the bus. Yeah. I've seen every Paper Pig. <laughs> Peppa goes to London and uh, the Queen uh, hijacks a double-decker bus and takes all the wee Peppa Pig characters round and shows them the sights. That <laughs> sounds like a bell one of an episode. It's all right. It's probably the best thing she ever did. Well, she did a scene with Paddy and Bear as well. Mm, that that, that might have been up there. Yeah. I'm on a diet. Oh, oh yeah. my god. Yeah. So I should just start him. He's going to we're going to pick kilts at the weekend, so To what? Kilts. So oh. I'm on a I'm on a fast. Yes. Yeah, so so right. <laughs> no, I've I'm what three days in I'm doing quite well. Where, when <laughs> are you gonna when are you gonna get your kilt fitted? Sunday. So like a week less than worth a week. of dieting. No, I'm gonna diet from now until the end of December. So what are you gonna say to the guy like this I'm a forty two inch waist <laughs> right now? A but, fucking 42 inch waist, am I 36? Ah, you're right. Uh, so I'm a 42 in the new, and then by the, time, by the time I'm ready to get married, I hope to be like a 34, 36. Hope to Is be. What are you going to say? I don't care about waist. What? I don't care, I don't care about like what waist I am. I just want to, I'm, at the moment I'm about 205 pounds, and I want to be 185. Aye, but naturally you will... Your waist will come Aye, down as you lose that. That's not how I'll be measuring it. Maybe we should do a weekly weigh-in on the podcast, Craig. We've got a set of scales. Okay. We you can, can though. Well, you can do it in the morning of the podcast, because the only time you should really weigh yourselves in the morning. Yeah. So I can, no, whatever my weight is Tuesday, it's it, pointless. Well, it's not. Because he already have had his do, two yeah. cream eggs, <laughs> his five coffees with syrup. He already had all that by the time we're ready to weigh him at 8 o'clock yeah. at night. And I, I'll be like, I weigh myself Tuesday morning. I don't think it matters at what time of the day you do it, as long as you consistently do it at the same time. But yeah, you will be probably lighter no, in the you morning. No, because you could have ate a fucking buffet at your lunch and then it's stuck in your stomach. And you're going to weigh yourself and it's like £12 worth of food in your stomach. I'll weigh myself Because it does go Tuesday somewhere morning. and it stays in your stomach. Yeah. So if you're literally holding a plate and it's £5 and you eat it all... Five pounds is in your belly. It doesn't just kind of dissipate. You know what I mean? So you've got to do it in the morning after a pish, preferably after a shit as well. There's a half a pound. Mm-hmm. Maybe a pound for you. <laughs> uh, your two cream eggs popping out. Boop, boop. <laughs> Not a fucking goose. <laughs> but no, I'll, I'll do that, right? I, I'll, mm. I'll weigh myself every Tuesday morning. There you go. Give you motivation. I'm sure that'll bring all the listeners in because they'll be desperate to know how much you've not lost. Much like Khalees brings the milkshakes to the yard. No. <laughs> you'll lose, you always lose a lot at the start because it's water weight you lose, a lot of water retention. And then, it's, then the hard work begins. Well, the hard work has begun, let me tell mm. you. Yeah, you bought a George Foreman. I did. I've seen that actually. Uh-huh. It's, it's, a be- it's a nice it's, one. It's a beast, isn't it? It's a, it's a beast. Nah. I've been on fire. Why did you... You bought that for your dieting purposes? Mm-hmm. To what? Cook stuff in. So all I think about when I see George Foreman's, when all the fat's coming out, mm-hmm. is there's all the flavour. Well, yeah, there's there is all the flavour coming out that burger. There is that. There is that. But uh, no, no, I'm, I'm confident this time. Mm-hmm. I'm confident. 
It's like people that prick sausages. You're just like, what are you actually doing? What's wrong with you? Just like, I like my sausages without flavour. Prick, prick. You know I, I mean? Needs must. Needs uh, must. I've, only got, I've got three months here. It's going to get. You should just eat like turkey sausages. That's what stuff. I do eat. Really? Uh-huh. Right. I prefer them to normal sausages. I prefer turkey. I buy turkey fillets, like turkey breasts. Mm. And I prefer the turkey rashers to normal bacon. That's really good. I do like those turkey rashers, uh-huh. but I prefer real bacon. Oh, I don't but know. those things are nice, though. Aye, they're really nice. As long as you get the lightly smoked. They see the ones that are just plain, they just taste like rubber. Oh, I know. You always got to get smoked. I aye. don't know why they even have bacon that's like unsmoked. Unsmoked, aye. It just doesn't taste Who right. Who buys that? I don't know. You only ever buy it by mistake. Aye, fucking murderers. <laughs> you get home and you go, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. It's unsmoked. Now I'm going to have to smother it in HP sauce. <laughs> <laughs> just to get some fucking life in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I'll do that. I'll start wearing myself every Tuesday for folks' amusement. <laughs> Shout of fucking cunts. Yeah. Um, I'll do it with you, but I'm going the opposite way. Uh, you're trying to go up. I'm trying. I'm we'll trying to put weight on. We'll see if we can meet in the middle. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll do it, and uh, I'll I'll be trying to put weight on. Right, that's what we'll do then. I'm just eating like fuck. You know, I'm just eating like chocolate bars, or have like a slice of Nutella at night, or have. Can you fucking believe this guy? And look at me. You know what I mean? It just doesn't go anywhere. That's why I fucking kill him right now and eat him. In case there's any chocolate left in his system. <laughs> Some toast late at night, you know what I mean? Just, I've got a wee routine now. Just all this food out. Constantly eating. Can you ask him to leave, please? This is making it really difficult. Will we move on? This is making my situation really difficult. Yeah. Okay, so last week, if you remember, we were asked a question on which game world would we like to reside in? And we felt we needed some time to think about it. Mm-hmm. So we've came back this week. Um... Also, some listeners wrote in, so I'll read through some of them. So, yeah, the question was, which game world would we want to, like, live in, but mm-hmm. ne- not necessarily have the abilities of the characters? Yeah, you wouldn't, would you wouldn't be, be like, the main character, you would just be a person within that yeah. world. So, Retro Lag said Red Dead Redemption 2, Western Setting, Guns, Brothels, and The Open Range. Callum said, help me with the pronunciation of this one. Camarocco? Camarocho? Camarocho. Apologies if we got that wrong. Um, he says it's Japan, but completely over the top, and it's from Yakuza. Punk said Legend of the River King, so I could drown Craig, punch a crow in the beak, and run around with my rod out all day. Mm. So mm-hmm. I like that everyone's gave, gave explanations for these so far as, as to why, and that one is, is up there. I'm just surprised it took three people in to threaten bodily harm to me, but... <laughs> Uh, Donny said Assassin's Creed The Holy Land and AC Valhalla Norway, England The Isle of Sky. Yeah we asked for one and he's fucking chose like two games that encompass like six different places Yeah, and time periods Yeah he did say he liked both the time periods from a historical standpoint Squinny says Black Flag but via the Animus you get the best of both worlds then fucking about like a pirate and then coming back to modern times. Rich said Nern from Elder Scrolls. Don't know the reference I'm afraid Saws. Yeah I still don't know if it's if that's the world in all Elder Scrolls games or just one of them. Not sure. Yeah, Mutant said GTA Vice City 
Um, as somebody sort of pointed out, though, that it's basically just the eighties, so I don't know whether. Yeah, still pretty good though. If you want to go back to the eighties, <laughs> no, that's why he's wanting it. Obviously, Tam wants to catch them all and live in the Pokemon world. <laughs> What's the Pokemon world called? Is it just the normal world, but with Pokemon, or is it an actual? I don't know. I played a Pokemon game in my life. There are places. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, I can't name any off the top of my head, but. Uh, James said Gaia from Final Fantasy VII because it's a nice, boring answer. Living Midgar and Holiday in Costa del Sol. Go to Gold Saucer for a bit too. Alan suggests Bully. So he just wants to live. He wants to be in school. (laughs) He just wants to live in dorms. To be fair, he could do with some fucking schooling. Thick as fuck. Baz says, Watch Dogs Legion. That way, I'd love to know what it's like to live in a UK where Brexit was an abject failure. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. So, pretty, pretty much now, then, 10 years from now, is pretty much Watch Dogs Legion, I would imagine. Uh, what about you, Andy? Any thoughts? Probably would be like a GTA world for me. Guitar which sounds hero. like Guitar Hero. <laughs> <laughs> Just playing guitar. Just do that all the time. <laughs> or uh, Papa the Rapper. <laughs> Remember that? I uh, do. That song yeah. would be right annoying after about fucking three hours. And then by day two, you'd have fucking committed suicide. Uh, I quite liked my idea last week of FIFA, just because you get to play football all the time. And then your yeah. energy would just come back at the end of the match, because that's how it happens. That's quite cool. But uh, I don't know. I see, actually, the Assassin's Creed idea is quite cool. Like, because you could shoot, there's so many different time periods been done that you could be like, if you do sort of cheat the system, like Squinny and Donnie did, you could be like, oh, you've got the animus and then you can go to all these different time periods. Because that would, I don't know, like, imagine the world got to that point where they had, like, a fucking animus and you could go, like, I want to see what Rome was like X amount of years ago and stuff. That's so fucking cool. It would have to be in your bloodline, but surely there would be an ancient ancestor who came. Room well, you would think so. I mean, I'm quite a popular you could experience guy. Experience it. <laughs> yeah. I imagine I'm fairly cultured. I could probably find somebody for anywhere. Maybe Skyrim. Skyrim would be a cool world to to live in. Yeah, you'd die very, 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 very quickly, though, wouldn't you? The good thing is, yeah, you'll get like an infinite inv- inventory. So Aye. you can carry all those forks and fucking pans <laughs> and stuff that you know. It's like, have you got a fork? I've got fucking 20 oh, of them, I've mate. Got, I've forks? I'll tell you, pal. I've got 450 forks in here. You need a bowl? I've got 25 bowls. You need a candle? Candle? It's lit. They're all lit in here. You know. <laughs> tie? You want a tie? Here we go. You know, just Skyrim, you can pick up anything and just fucking keep it. And like, Why have I kept tatties and candles and fucking toothpicks? Because <laughs> you just walk, I've seen those games, you just walk about going, yep, 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 yep. Right, as soon as you see everything. the button, you're just like, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Brilliant. Yeah, I'll go FIFA. After my, um, the amount of hours I've ploughed into it this week, which I'll come on to, I feel like Disney Dreamlight Valley is a good answer because it's you in a world with all the Disney characters and you can go to all their like realms. Yeah, that's kind of cool if you're a Disney yeah. fan. So Slash pedophile. <laughs> Moving on. 
Uh, going back to last week's episode, Dave had a comment on the toenail situation, if you remember. So there was, yes. I think, toenails got, toenail cutting got nominated for the bin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went on to me getting quite, my toenails ripped out. Yeah, didn't quite make the cut. Um, he said, as a fellow toenail surgery patient who had both feet done at the same time, I was cringing listening to the podcast. Once the initial anaesthesia wears off, it's six weeks of hell. So... Yeah, I would agree with that. It was pretty fucking bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Flying Tackle said, here's one for you, Andy, but a month or so ago, you spoke of possibly being willing to try cheese. Did um, I? Did I? And he wants to know, has that yet occurred? Oh, I think I was talking about pizza, wasn't uh, you were, it? You it was were cheese you, on pizza. That you, was like, had, you sm- could... had you smelt it or something like that? You were like, that actually smells quite good. It, smells, it does smell all right, mm. cheese on pizza, and it doesn't look I, I agree. Up. And the world agrees. <laughs> You're not trying to convince us here. But... <laughs> I know. Like, cheese is really cool, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Andy, we all know. <laughs> yeah. Any further forward than that? No. Mm, I don't know if I could. It might help you put on weight, by the way, because it's Jeez. fucking fat as fuck. Uh, I don't know. It's That's... one of the things I need to cut out, and I'd rather fucking. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I'd rather cut out before cheese. Cheese. Aye. I don't know if I could. Still at the deliberating stage. It's still like a mental block somewhere. I don't know. And I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Apparently I used to love custard as well. Now, like, custard revolts me too. So did you used to eat cheese? No. I never, never ate cheese ever since I can remember. Apparently my dad told me I used to love custard when I was younger. I don't remember. Um, but now custard, the thought of custard also revolts me a wee bit. Oh, really? It kind of looks like cheese, I suppose. Maybe that's why. <laughs> so, Jenga is a colour situation that you're talking about. I don't know. Colour and a texture kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> See, custard's something that I'll like only have every. I could go two years without having custard, but then I have it and I'm like, why don't I have I know, this more often? I do like so, it. I, I like if you get a sponge cake and then you heat the custard up and you pour it over the sponge cake. I was going to ask, what do you, do you don't just eat custard, do you? Like a bowl of soup? I mean, I could, but I wouldn't generally. I've no. done that. You would have it with like a cake or something, sure. Aye, I would usually have it with a sponge cake. What about rice Aye. pudding? I think rice I like... pudding's a bit like sick. Uh, I mean, I'll still, I'll still eat it. It's but... quite similar to custard in a sense, but. but... But it's got rice in it, and that's uh, that doesn't I, go down well in the Craig camp I think at all. I might like rice pudding. I can't remember. I just know something. I, would, I think I bought it actually. What are those tin? Is it Ambrosia? Is that the yeah. name? Yeah. I think I bought one of them to try it, and I was like, "That's actually alright." But I kind of, I think I ate it cold. You're mm. supposed to heat it up. Well, yeah, you can. Mm. You can do same it with both. custard. You can have it cold, or you can heat yeah, it up. That's fine. You can you can do that with baked beans, I suppose, as well, can't you? You can eat them cold. It's a different experience. Oh, somebody in the, uh, on the Discord posted like a cake, a picture of a cake, I think it was, and it had beans all round it, like thing made into it. Like, so, beans? Aye, so it was like, I don't know what was in the inside, but it was like beans were stuck to the whole outside of the cake, and it was like a bean cake. And I quite like beans, but honestly, I nearly oh, threw up in my mouth when I saw this thing. It looked fucking off, I know. It looked so awful. But what, what do you prefer, Heinz, or like some sort of supermarket own brand, or do you I, like? I Branson? could not possibly taste the difference. Oh, there is a difference, actually. I, I know, but I can't taste it. Right, I prefer Branson. Branson. Maybe I've not tried those ones, so that's maybe the reason. 
What about Branston Pickle, folks? Yes. Do you yes. like Branston Pickle? Yes. Me too. With cheese and a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what games have we played this week? I'll get mine out of the way quick. Guardians of the Galaxy, I think I'm nearly complete. And I will be moving on to, I think, Immortals Phoenix Rising. Yeah. I've always wanted to play that, and then I moved on to the Xbox, and it wasn't on Game Pass, and it just came on. Aye. It was a, it was a nice surprise. I've seen it. I've got it downloaded. I've always liked to look at that. I've never played it. Yeah. And I've also downloaded that one you were talking about last week. Immortals. Immortality. That's it. <laughs> my first, this is going to be my first FMV experience. Is that what it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that stand for? Full motion video. Right. Yeah, we have played more time into that, haven't we? That's one of the games we've been playing. Yeah, played more of it on Saturday night. Still, I don't know. It's still a bit like, what's going on? Yeah, like, it d- I feel like we're obviously we have progressed, but I feel like we're none the wiser. It's it's similar to Telling Lies, where like for a long time, not a long time, but at the beginning, you're just watching through three, four minute clips, going. Right, okay, this is interesting, but I don't know how this ties together. And so each time you watch a clip, we spread this last week, but you can pause the image and then there's you can click on certain things. So like if it's a video with two people in it, you can pause it, click on one of the people, and it will take you to another video that then has that person in it. And so you're constantly like expanding out the amount of videos you have. And then you've got a hub where you can rewatch any of them and it has them in order of date. And so you are seeing, you're sort of like buffing out the story as you go, but it's really clever how it starts to like, how it drip feeds you, like what the story is, and you're like uncovering more as you go. Um, It's not like your average FMV game, like a lot of them are. It's like a film, like a standard FMV game is like that uh, Black Mirror episode that we watched, except with a much better story. And... It's not like it keeps ending and starting again. It just keeps going and you make decisions. Whereas this one is like you actually interact and there's loads of different clips and stuff like that. Mm. But uh, it's cool. It's just you can't really say too much about it because it's all story driven. And mm. yeah, I was really interested to see though, in that immortality. So the female lead, the girl who is like the main character, it, if you go to IMDb, this is the only role she has listed. She has <laughs> done nothing else and she's pretty decent like this is a start somebody's got to start somewhere yeah there's like another girl that's like a sort of lesser character and she's been in stuff for like 14 years and stuff like that so she's quite um she's obviously got some experience but this girl is as if they just picked her out a drama class or something like that but like she's quite convincing in the because it's a period piece almost so some of the stuff you're watching is supposed to be like a film from the 60s and it's got it's kind of grainy footage and stuff like that, but she, I don't know, I feel like she plays the role pretty well. Um, so yeah, so far it's entertaining. What else you been playing, Jess? Well, I asked Craig to check yesterday how many hours I'd ploughed into Disney Dreamlight Valley, and it was it was a lot. It was, yeah. It was a lot. How many hours did you play today? Not as much, maybe two or three. Right. So you're how probably, many in total? Um, about two days or something like that. <laughs> Yeah. Two days, eh? Well, That's... you were like five hours short of two days yesterday. Yeah. 
So when you say two days, it doesn't sound that much, but when you say forty-eight hours, you're like, that's quite a lot. One <laughs> ah, one a lot. day, twenty-two hours and fifty-two minutes. Mm. So forty-six hours and fifty-two minutes. Yeah, it's pretty good going. I mean, the game came out about eight days ago. <laughs> Remember, I always said. It'd be cool at the end of your life if you had a statistic screen like that. <laughs> it would be amazing. It, wouldn't it? It'd just be so, I wouldn't that? It'd be so cool. Yeah, well, it's actually Craig's profile, so it looks like it's him that's played it all. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm still, obviously, I'm, I'm hooked on it. It's still in early access, and I was kind of reading more to kind of get an understanding about what the plans are for this game, because I'd heard it was free to play at launch. Um, so it is planning to come out next year. Not got a date yet, but yeah, it will be free to play. And then I guess the there'll be opportunities to kind of spend money in the game. Um, what type of game is it? What do you do in it? Is it a platform? It's, like a, it's a bit sim. like Animal it's Crossing. It's like a life sim, but then there's also like quests in it. Um, and, there, you know, there is a story to it. Um, and I've kind of uncovered a bit more. I don't think this is too much of a spoiler, but like the the valley that you're in has been like cast by a spell and it turns out it's like the forgotten and I think that what they're kind of trying to or certainly what I've taken from it is it's like the forgotten's meant to be like grown-ups almost right um so yeah you, again, Disney Dreamlight Valley so yeah you create your own character and you've got this sort of hub world that you almost like look after sort of Animal Crossing style yeah. but then you've got all these sort of Disney properties that you can go and visit their world mm-hmm. so you can go to Frozen's world you can go to whatever the fuck else Disney does world and you can meet these characters and then you can if you do all the quests for them you can then I get can them to bring come, them uh, they yeah. come back and they'll live with you in your think, valley yeah I think that's kind of the hook I suppose you you want them you want to complete the task so that they come to your world. Um, the, the dream castle is the kind of centre of the valley and that's the kind of gateway to all the realms. There's four available at the moment. So what ones are available just now? Ratatouille, Frozen, Moana, and then the Toy Story drop as well. Right. Um, See, it's, oh, it's a very clever and, idea, and, though. Um, there, sorry, there's one more. Um, it's the real robot, I can't remember what it's called. Wally. Yeah, Wally, that's it. Um, it's a really clever idea though because Disney's got so many properties that if this game takes off then they can just keep adding more Disney worlds in and like people will be like I don't know they could drop Cinderella and people will be like oh my god is the girl's name Belle is that right? No, Fuck off! What's that? oh, that's called Cinderella, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <brilliant. laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I know all the Disney stuff. What's the stuff? girl's name in Cinderella? What's the what's the oh, what's her name? Cinderella, you know the film Cinderella. What's her name? <laughs> uh, Bell? Is it Bell? Is it is it Angela? See to be fair. See to be fair. In my defence, Bell is a Disney character, and I think I'd, I think I did quite well to get that. Aye, but. <laughs> <laughs> I have a confession as well from last week. I've, I made a mistake last week because I was speaking about the shop in the game and I was saying it was Donald Duck that owns the shop and we were like, why is it not Scrooge? It should be Scrooge. It is Scrooge. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, he is the one screwing you out your money. That definitely makes sense. Like yeah. It should be him. Yeah. That's a good callback. Um, 
Right. But yeah, it's, it's, it's where's bit, Belle from? No, that's going to annoy me. Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Right. Why the fuck do I know that? <laughs> Just lost knowledge. <laughs> but I did know, however, that Cinderella was from Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, like oh, this is boy. something that if, if the game's good, which you seem to think it is, and a lot of folks seem to think oh, it it's is, buggy as fuck though. Like it, it, it's, it's an early access. It's an early access, and it, it you can tell it's an early access. Like there are loads of bugs I've encountered so far, and it's limited. I don't think at the moment, like. I could probably get to a point where I've finished it but not finished it, if you know what I mean. And it's like, I feel like there's not really a satisfying ending. So I'm interested to see. Oh, it's early access though. Yeah. But that's um, the thing, like, if this does well, they could be releasing new realms for fucking years. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And they'll never run out because they're releasing films every year. Yeah. I just don't get the model though. Like, I don't get why they're doing free to play, to be honest, because. Because they'll just make it really, really. Like, if you want Belle from <laughs> that film. To come what, to your what's realm. The, what's the lassie's name in Moana? What's that film? Moana, what's her name? Is it Cinderella? <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. I should know this because Ern's watched it about 400 times. Are you taking the piss? <laughs> oh, he's not taking the piss. He's not, is he? He's absolutely not taking oh the piss. Oh my God. I was taking the piss. No, no. <laughs> no, I was. Um, aye, so... If, like, where the fuck were we? I've totally lost now. The free-to-play and why they're doing that model. Yeah, because at the moment you're having to pay, well, it's free on Xbox, but you're having to pay £25 if you're on Switch or you're on PlayStation. But I imagine once it goes free-to-play, it'll then all of a sudden become harder to get someone to come back to your realm. You'll have to do more stuff for them. You'll have to grind more coins to get fucking a sofa or a fucking teapot or something like that, aye. And so you'll be able to spend a tenner and get X amount of in-game coins. Mm. And then they'll be, if the game does well, they'll make a killing off that. I mean, folk are paying paying a tenner for fucking Fortnite skins. Yeah, that's true. Disney's got pulling power. I was raging because Erin was playing it and she went into the shop and spent like 800 coins on like a princess dress. And I was like... I just, just fucking grinded for that. I was that. trying to get to 10,000 and you just sprint it. <laughs> yeah, you fucker. <laughs> nah. But yeah, there's like expansion packs, I think, as well as the plans. So yeah, it's... Yeah, Disney know what they're doing, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, they do indeed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've been plowing on with The Last of Us as well. Obviously, we're playing it as part of Game Club. Um, I, I was saying to you, like, I really like the fact that we've... That I'm playing it as part of game club to be honest because I feel like it's something I might have picked up and started but I don't think without having those like I don't know goals to reach every week I might not have progressed as far as I would have otherwise so I think it's been quite useful for me especially since I've got a couple of games ongoing just now which I wouldn't like I don't always have um whereas so yeah like it's I don't know it's driving me forward and yeah absolutely loving it obviously I have played it before um so I know the story, but I don't know. It's, it's been just, years, though. Yeah, well, it's been a long time. Yeah, bits I've definitely forgot and scenes I forgot about. Um, combat's brutal. And it looks amazing. It does really look amazing, to be fair. I graphics or something else. Mm. Some level of detail. Mm-hmm. That's all you've been playing, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I've been playing a few things. The thing I've put the most time into is a game I've been playing for a few weeks, which is Destroy All Humans. 
the more I play of it, the better it gets. I really fucking like this game. I remember playing it when it first came out, but this is obviously the remake. It looks brilliant. It's just so much fun. Like, everything about it is just so fun to play. Like, I don't know. It's, it's All the abilities are really cool. Moving around the cities are really cool. Like, the open world's small, but there's like four or five of them. And they're so distinct. So you're in America, then you're in the UK, and now I'm in Japan. Like, and they just, they all, like, Japan's got lots of neon. Like, if you go to the UK, there's lots of, like, British tropes and stuff like that and stereotypes and it's it's just really really fun the the downside to it was I came across what I thought at one point was a game breaking bug which I was fucking raging about so I was in the London map and there was this mission it was one of the only missions that I've disliked so far in the game I played that mission it came up saying mission completed we were going to watch a film so I put the game off it auto-saves. You can't do a manual save. It can only auto-save. So I turned the game off. We watched the film. Then you fell asleep. And I was like, oh, I'll play more Destroy All Humans. Put it on. And I was back to the start of that mission. And I was like, what the fuck? That's, like, why the fuck's that happened? So I was like, oh, it must not it must not have, like, advanced enough for it to auto-save at the end of that mission. So I was like, right, fine. So I played the mission again. Fine. Then I played four or five more missions that night. Again, auto saves. I turned it off. Came back to it the next day. It was before that mission again. Five <laughs> missions back, and I'm like, "This isn't fucking saving now. There's no way to manual save. What the fuck am I going to do here? I can't even complete the whole game from where I am in one sitting." Why is there no manual save? That's how I don't know. I don't know. But I was like, so at one no, point, a lot I'm, of games don't have manual save. Yeah, but I mean that's fine until something like this happens, yeah. and it's you're doing missions, and you go back, and it's should back to always where you have were. a manual save. Because so I'm a, I'm cautious like that. I oh. always have a manual. If I can save manually, I will have one. I like to, if you can manual save, I like to make three different saves. And so I save, 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 and then I start overwriting the oldest one in case something happens. Uh You're almost anticipating bugs. Yeah, well, like this. That's that's where we're at as gamers now. Because we do get games released when they shouldn't be. Yeah. You're anticipating a game-breaking bug, so you fucking save like that tactically. So, So after doing this three times, I was like fuck this, I'm not starting the game again because I was like six hours in, I was like this is I'm basically not going to be able to complete this game now and I was going to just bin the whole thing and then I was like, I'm really enjoying it what I'll do is, I'll do this fucking mission for the third time and straight after I finish the mission, I'll quit out to the main menu and go back in and see if it works, and it did and so every mission since then, when I finish a mission, I go back to the main menu, go back in to make sure it has auto-saved and then I keep going. It's a bit tedious, but I suppose if it's what you got to do, then... <laughs> yeah, well, literally, I mean, I almost binned it because of that, because I've, you just don't, don't have fucking time for bugs like that. I'm not replaying stuff when I don't have to, but no. like I say, other than that, it is a lot of fun, and I'm enjoying it. Um, I never spoke, I forgot to speak about it last week, but we covered it in the news at one point, a game called Cart Rider Drift, which was, it was in like beta or something like that for like a week, and it's like a Mario Kart style kart racing game that's coming out soon. It's free to play. Uh, I played it just for maybe two races or something like that. It's pretty fun. It's not Mario Kart, let's be honest, but it's Mario Kart style and it's pretty decent. And so every match you play online, you're then winning fucking upgrade coins and there's loads of shit you can buy to upgrade your wee cart and to upgrade your character and stuff like that. It seems like it might actually be pretty decent. Uh, I think it's got potential. 
I don't know when the release date is, but I think it's soon. I'm holding out for the Disney car racing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, obviously, played Immortality. I also, this is coming up in the news later, but Resident Evil's coming to the Switch, Resident Evil Village. And so that was announced today, and they also dropped a demo today. But it's not, you can't just play it natively on a Switch, it's through the cloud. And so, because the demo is available, I thought, I'll try it just to see how it runs. Yeah. It actually runs pretty well. And it looks really good. I was actually really impressed with it. I only played maybe five minutes, and it's the demo that came out before the game released on PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, I can't remember what it was actually called. The, like, uh, the Castle demo, I think it's called. And so I played like five minutes of it, and see, to be fair, for streaming, it was actually running pretty well. I was quite impressed with it. Um, and we usually have issues with streaming, so yeah, I was I'd recommend taking a look at that. And uh, there was a... Um... I saw a quote earlier today that made me laugh. It said, um, it blows my mind that NASA is able to receive data from 4.67 billion miles away, but I lose Wi-Fi signal in my kitchen. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's so true. That like, is mental, isn't it? Aye. Aye, wireless signals are the fucking pits. Uh, and so the last thing I've been playing this week is a game called Jack Move, which is not something I would usually play. So it came out on PC last week. It comes out on Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation on the 20th, 20th or 21st. Uh, it's a JRPG, which I've, I don't think I've ever played a JRPG in my life. I played the Final Fantasy VII Remake, but that wasn't really like that. Like This is proper like turn-based yeah. type thing. Uh, we got a code through for it on, on Switch, so I've been playing it on that. I actually really like it. Like, for me, like, the things that have always put me off for JRPGs is they're usually about fucking 50 hours long. Mm-hmm. Like, they're usually fantasy orientated really stuff. I, all that sort of stuff that I just don't, I'm not into. But this one is a cyberpunk style uh, game. And it is turn based battles, but it's a cyberpunk world. Like, it's a cool story about hacking and stuff like that and trying to, like, uh, it's like, I don't know, the world's been taken over by corporations and you're trying to fight back against them and it's only 8 to 10 hours. So I feel like to try this sort of genre out, it's dead manageable and it's in like a sort of style that I like. Yeah. Uh, so far, I fucking really like it. Really, really like it. The only issue is, so a lot of JRPGs, they've got like random encounters. So you're going through the world and then you'll get like a random encounter and you've got a turn-based battle you have to do and mm-hmm. then you continue on. Mm-hmm. These turn-based battles are happening all the fucking time. Like, sometimes you're just like, I just want to fucking explore. Like, leave me alone. But I was like in a room and there's a meter on the top right and when it builds up to the top, then a turn-based battle will start. And they were like every 30 seconds when I was doing this mission. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, fuck off. The turn-based stuff's actually not bad, but fuck off. I don't want it every 30 seconds. So that's the only downside so far. But other than that, the like it's pixel art, but it looks amazing. Like the world's so cool, you can go about and talk to everybody in the world. It's it's really fucking cool. Um like I say, out on PC just now, out on consoles next week. Uh, and I would recommend it so far, but I'll report back on my popping of cherry of JRPGs. Okay. Alongside the podcast, we also have puredaygaming.com where we post all our written reviews and we have a few new bits that Craig wants to share. 
Callum has another Games Revisited review up, and this time it's Shenmue, uh, which is obviously a classic, and he's he's wrote a belter of a review, actually 3,000 words, like <laughs> going through it, um, and yeah, great, it's a great read, so give that a look, and hopefully some more reviews come up later this week. Okay, and yeah, just speaking of Games Revisited, there will be another episode this coming Monday, uh, focusing on Red Dead Redemption. Okay, let's move on to this week's news then. News, news, I was believing the news. We are bringing you the news with your digging team. I was believing. Okay, so the head of 343 Industries, Bonnie Ross, has announced she's leaving the company as well as Microsoft. She shared a message to Halo fans on Twitter which states in part, quote, Well, I had hoped to stay with Halo until we released the winter update. I'm letting you know I will be leaving 343 and attending to a family medical issue. I'm incredibly proud of the work everyone at 343 Industries has done with the Halo Infinite, Master Chief Collection, TV series and so much more. It's been an honour to serve alongside the team for the last 15 years and to be part of a universe I love. Did you check out the TV series for us? No, I've not no, seen any of it. it, it was a, see, the thing is, see, because I'm not a Halo fan, I think I'd maybe enjoy it, but I think it was one of these ones that if you were like right into the Halo universe, you were like, oh, that, that shouldn't be like that. And that's yeah. wrong. And that's wrong. You'd almost be too critical. Yeah, you? like I think in like episode two, like Master Chief takes his helmet off, and seemingly that's something that just doesn't happen. Yeah, and stuff like that. Have you seen any of it? No, no. It's Halo's no. never really been something that I've overly. I I've played know. the games, but yeah. So I know the story and everything, but I'm, I'm not really interested in the show. I'm not surprised about her leaving. Like I don't know. I'm. I, I don't want to say too much, and then it turns out like. There is some sort of family emergency, but I would be stunned if she's actually leaving to deal with a family issue. Like, the last couple of Halo games have not met expectations at all, and she's the person whose head that lands on. But, (laughs) like, it's the optics of, like, Microsoft and many game companies do not have a woman at the top, and so it's, it's... optically not great to be sacking someone like that mm. it doesn't look good mm. but results have to speak for themselves like she's she's by all accounts she's very very talented but maybe like like halo is just not the right fit or something like that and i'm sorry but like when you put out like three games and all three of them like not that they didn't have their plus points but halo infinite released with fuck all content the master chief collection was a complete fucking mess like, if you put out two games like that, your head has to roll. Somebody has to get the blame. And she's at the top, so... Yeah, I mean, Microsoft have came out and said, like, their leadership team is undergoing, like, a bit of a restructure and, like, her role's probably going to be split into, like, three parts so that it covers, like, the TV show and then... Kind of Which, see, media see to be fair, sense, yeah. like, I'm not saying it's her fault that things went wrong. Maybe the role she had should have been getting done by three people yeah. and she was completely overworked and, like, she, that's why it was fucked. I'm not saying that it's her fault, but it was under her leadership that this has happened, mm. so that's just what happens. Mm. If you're in charge of a project and the project fucking doesn't work out, then it's your heat. Mm. 
Okay, next up, it was a pretty drab Ubisoft Forward event on Saturday that ended with a special Assassin's Creed presentation. Thankfully, this is when business picked up. The announcements were pretty much what we reported on last week, although we've now got a bit more info. So the next title is in fact called Mirage and will follow Basim, Basim and from Valhalla. It's said to be a shorter 15 to 20 hour experience and the excellent reveal trailer promised a return to parkour, stealth and dense environment. And we got a 2023 window for that. We also saw a quick cinematic to announce a title currently codenamed Red, which is the much rumoured and requested Assassin's Creed Japan. It was confirmed that this game and Assassin's Creed Hex, which we saw even less of, will launch through the previously announced Assassin's Creed Infinity, here we go again, which we know will act as an animus of sorts for future titles and content drops. Yeah, this looks quite cool. Uh, that Mirage game looks fucking amazing. Mm. It's it looks it's like a return to the old style Assassin's yeah, Creed. Yeah. Uh, and I, you saw them like I mean, it was all like it wasn't actually in game footage Cuts, you saw, mm. but I, it was all like kind of pre rendered and stuff. But mm-hmm. it looks like a smaller world. Like it, they're promising like dense crowds, like you got in Unity. Like everything they're saying, you're like fucking yes, nodding away, going this <laughs> looks fucking brilliant. Seemingly it started out as DLC for Valhalla, and then they were like, mm. no, nah, this is going to be really good. Um, it's also not a full-price title. It's going to be like 50 quid instead. Uh, Fuck's sake. That's no full-price. 70's, 70's full-price now. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, but yeah, no, it looked fucking great. Yeah, really great. Yeah, in Baghdad as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I, they only showed a tiny bit of that Assassin's Creed Red. But I so I think we did speak about this last week, or we rum- it was rumored. But so they've talked about that Assassin's Creed Infinity for ages, and it was going to be like a live service almost. But it it's not as bad as that. It's basically Infinity is almost going to be the launcher, and so you'll go into you'll launch Assassin's Creed Infinity, and within there you'll be in sort of like what I can imagine is sort of like the re- the outside world, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to then choose different animuses to go into to then access Assassin's Creed Japan and then to access other ones that they bring out. So it's almost going to be like a hub where you can then launch into different Assassin's Creed like stuff as they bring it out, which sounds kind of cool. Like, everyone was going mental about the uh, Assassin's Creed Japan because folk have wanted that for so long. Uh, I mean, all we saw was an assassin in a red background. <laughs> so they never exactly showed much, but the problem is if it's... Could mean anything. Aye. But, I mean, if, so they said that Mirage was 2023, which means this is going to be 2024 at least. But the thing is, then how close is that to like Ghost of Tsushima 2, which is basically Assassin's Creed Japan? Oh, yeah. Like, it, it, you could mm-hmm. get into a situation where they're launching quite near each other. Yeah. And by most people's account, like Ghost of Tsushima did Assassin's Creed better than Assassin's Creed, so they'll probably need to find a way to up their game. Mm-hmm. Although they're always fun anyway, like. I can't remember the last time I didn't have fun with an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, and if you want to delve into any of them, then Xbox does have a huge sale on just now. So Assassin's Creed's down to 269, Chronicles Trilogies at 599, Assassin's Creed Origins 824, Syndicate 749, and Unity's 749 as well. So yeah. some bargs. Especially that original Assassin's Creed that's £2.69, it's been up Rez, so it looks almost like a new mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. Uh, even though it came out in 2007. 
The other piece of noteworthy news on Saturday was that Trackmania is getting a resurgence on Xbox next year with a free-to-play experience. It's actually a remake of a 2006 game, Trackmania Nations, and then the PC version of that remake has been available since July 2020. But it features regular content updates, ability to join in-game clubs, an option to complete in-daily and weekly tournaments, cross-play, cross-progression, and lots more, I think. So it's going to launch... On Xbox and PlayStation in 2023. Looked alright. It's yeah. racing free to play stuff. It actually made me feel a wee bit like sick watching it. It looks really fast, <laughs> which <laughs> um, it is. Like if, as long as the frame rate's okay, I don't. I just feel like it's going to make me a wee bit nauseous. Woozy. Yeah. Well, the last Trackmania game was Trackmania Turbo, I think, and they brought out a VR uh, no. like mode for it, <laughs> and I, I put it on. <laughs> And fuck me, honestly, I'm usually alright with VR, but this thing, you just went flying, you went right off the edge, and I was like, oh my god, I felt like I had an out-of-body experience, and not in a fucking good way. I think me and Jess are the same, we can't take VR for very long, can we? Nah, I'm usually okay, but this was fucking really bad. (laughs) It was like, I remember trying Wipeout in VR as well, and you're like, whoa, (laughs) there's no slowing it down. And as if I haven't spoken about it enough already, the excellent Disney Dreamlight Valley has obviously only just launched on Xbox Game Pass ahead of its free-to-play play release in 2023, but it's already looking ahead to new content with a brand new Toy Story adventure arriving this fall. In the update, you'll be able to explore the Toy Story realm with Woody and Buzz, after which you'll also be able to bring them back to Dreamlight Valley to live alongside the many other characters in the base game. And prior to the Toy Story update, update we've also been informed that a first update will add the Lion King villain Scar along with various other surprises at some point over the next couple of months so lots more content to keep me busy oh, bastard Scar <laughs> killed his brother he fucking killed his brother oh, bastard bang it order Poor me Simba. you better not bring him back to your valley I can't even watch that fucking film no. I was supposed to, I can't either and bits. Yeah. I've seen it once I think it might be the same, and that's enough. It's stuck with me. Oh, I, so I can vividly fun. remember being a kid and my mum sitting us down to watch it and me being like, why would anyone want to watch this? Mum's bubbling away going, because it just makes you feel. And I'm like, I fucking I don't want to feel, feel like this. <laughs> I don't want to feel like this. <laughs> I'm going to play football. Piss off. Yeah. Okay, so the never-ending saga between Xbox and PlayStation over Call of Duty rolls on. Last week, Microsoft bigwig Phil Spencer publicly revealed that his company had provided a, quote, signed agreement to Sony that would guarantee Call of Duty remains on PlayStation consoles for several more years beyond the current marketing arrangement with Activision Blizzard. Jim Ryan has now bitten back, describing the offer as inadequate. And an A popcorn-inducing statement sent to GamesIndustry.biz, the executive explained that he, quote, hadn't intended to comment on what I understood to be a private business discussion. He went on to say, quote, Microsoft has only offered for Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation for three years after the current agreement between Activision and Sony ends. After almost 20 years of Call of Duty on PlayStation, their proposal was inadequate on many levels and failed to take account of the impact on our gamers. We want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality of Call of Duty experience and Microsoft's proposal undermines this principle. So he's not very happy. 
they just they're just worried about the money they're going to lose. Aye, because it's such a big franchise that sells well. Still, I hope this ends in a celebrity death match style fucking <laughs> main event where Big Phil and Big Jim fucking go toe to toe. Literally, probably toe to toe because I imagine the two of them will be fucking throwing haymakers. Uh, I don't know, like in, in, in game fight. No, I want I want a proper <laughs> I want a proper cock fight situation. Right, not a multiplayer round of Call of Duty to see who's the last man standing. No, because Big Phil would have uh, Xbox running at a higher resolution or something like that and get the win. I <laughs> hmm. I mean I don't know. It's so hard, like. Sony are just trying to stop this deal going through, but it's going to go through. We've spoken this before. Like, there's too much money involved. Like, too many people are going to get rich off it, so it's going to go through. And like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't make Sony look great. This like they're sitting there going. Their complaint is Microsoft are buying Call of Duty, and they're only willing to guarantee that they'll they'll give them it for three more years after the deal ends, which. Makes Microsoft sound like they've been the good guys, you know what I mean? Because they're like, well, we don't need to give you it at all. Aye, true. But, I don't know. It rages on. There's going to be more of this. Most weeks I don't even include it because it's just boring. Like, I don't know. It's probably going to be about a year before this goes through because they're dragging it through every court in the land. Football Manager 2023 has been announced for PS5, marking the first time since the series... The first time the series has ever appeared on a Sony Sony home console. Portable platforms PSP and PS Vita received their own versions of the sporting management simulator, but this year's edition makes its way across to the PS5 and it releases on the 8th of November this year. I just can't believe it's releasing on the 8th. Do they not know that the 9th is Odin's Day? Obviously not. They, they wouldn't release it on the 11th. You got to release it on the 9th because it's Odin's Day. Oh, so right. to, to have people releasing a game the day before the mighty Odin's Day, just it doesn't, it doesn't compute. <laughs> also a bit strange, I know they're totally different stuff, but Sega's also releasing Sonic Frontiers on the 8th and Sega make Football Managers. So they've got like two of their biggest games of the year coming out on the same day. Yeah. I know they're obviously very different fucking games, but yeah. you'd still... It's weird, isn't it? Just, just from like a... Marketing. I was going to say resourcing capacity of your, Aye. your marketing team. Yeah, you would. Think yeah, you would. I mean, I, I don't think there's much crossover. Although I suppose there's probably some. But yeah, you would think the marketing team would want a bit of distance between that, but obviously not. So we have a new Marvel game announced, starring Captain America and Black Panther. Amy Henning's new studio is a developer in collaboration with Skydance New Media and that's quite literally all we know officially. A trailer was revealed at the Disney Marvel Games Showcase without a release date or any platforms but it is set during World War II and the game is described as a narrative-driven ensemble adventure game. You'll be able to play as four characters, a young Captain America, Black Panther, a US soldier named Gabriel Jones and a leader of the Wakandan spy network. Na 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 Racist. There's too many words that I don't know how to pronounce. It's not clear whether this is a single player game where you'll play as every character or if 
as I suspect, a co-op experience with all four characters. Uh, 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 <laughs> co-op alert, co-op alert. Uh, uh, uh. Fuck mm. off. <laughs> Malfunction. It seems like they've, I don't know, there's been a lot of fucking co-op laden superhero stuff recently yeah. and it seems like that's their new model. Yeah. Let's get no. more superheroes in it and they can play together. <laughs> Fuck off. No. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm surprised The Rock didn't make an appearance at the that showcase as well. Aye. No, I'm Black Adam, by the way. But that's we DC. know. Fuck off. That's DC. Oh, that's Marvel. true. Uh, that's what. There'd be a scrap if that happened. Totally different, different world. So Nintendo held a direct showcase today, the day that we're recording this, uh, that was uploaded but definitely not streamed live for, you know, reasons. We didn't... Did you, before, did you hear about this, by the way? <laughs> no. So Nintendo announced they were having a showcase right. the day of we're recording. But they said, so you know how usually they would have, like, they would live stream it and then it would be available as a video on demand, as YouTube does. Mm-hmm. Well, they turned around and said that out of respect for the Queen dying, they weren't going to live stream it. It would just go up at four o'clock. What is the fucking difference? Uh, Why did they care (laughs) about the fucking... It's just companies falling over themselves to try and say, this is what we did to show our respect. They are not live streaming, but they're just putting the video up. Which is essentially this. It's not essentially. It is the exact same fucking thing. So they were going to live stream at four. Well, it was going no. to be like it was. Ah, it was going to be premiered at four o'clock as a live right. stream, and then you could watch. It would be available straight after. But instead, they just put it up as a video at four o'clock. What's the difference? Because everyone just watched it then anyway. I don't get that though, because then they'll totally change the times. So if it was live streamed but didn't start till four. How could they have put the video that was pre-recorded up at four when it started? Well, no, it was pre-recorded, but we're going to have it as like a live pre, a live video stream. Like it wasn't going to be, it was still be pre-recorded, but it would have premiered at four o'clock as a live stream. But instead, they've just put it up as a video on demand. So it wasn't a live stream, no, really. No. Right. The whole thing is literally. Oh my god! The worst. Actual brain hurts a bit. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, Jess, continue. No, it's fine, yeah. So we kind of um, gleaned through the biggest announcements. So Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is the new name for the previously announced Breath of the Wild 2. was also given a release date of May 12th next year. We've also got Sifu announced for Switch and it was given a November 8th release date also. The day before Odin's Day? Yeah, yeah, that day again. Octopath Traveler 2 was announced. It will release February 24th next year. We got Tunic announced and will launch September 27th alongside the PlayStation version. So that was previously exclusive to Xbox. Um, GoldenEye, Craig, was announced. I've seen this today on my Twitter feed. I was like, whoa. Yeah, so it's coming to Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack. No date was given, but it's said to be, quote, coming soon. But I expect this is just like the N64 port. Aye, so the expansion pack thing gives you like N64 games. So this is what's coming to Switch is just a port of the N64 game. But then straight after this streamed, uh, Rare, the developer, put up a tweet saying 
Uh, and we'd also like to announce that we've got the remaster of GoldenEye coming to Game Pass soon. So for some reason, Switch is only getting the a port of the original game. Then Xbox is getting the remaster. Because the Switch probably can't handle it. Probably, but in an even more bizarre thing, the Switch version, which is the port, you're going to be able to play online multiplayer. On the remaster on Xbox, no online multiplayer. Are you, sh- are you sure? That's what they confirmed after it. You would think it would be the other way around. That's what the whole fucking <laughs> legacy of it is. I mean, you can still you can still play like local co-op, but uh, mu- sorry, local multiplayer. But this they've said the Xbox version will have no online multiplayer unless that was Tom Warren from Windows Central. I think he's from uh, that reported that. So unless that's wrong, I would like to think it is because that just sounds so backward. Pikmin 4 was also shown and dated for 2023 and then finally we got Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 coming to the Switch via the cloud which you kind of mentioned earlier Craig. Village will launch on the 28th of October with the other three just listed as 2022. We sort of watched a little bit of this stream like during dinner Mm -hmm. because obviously we're all busy people Mm -hmm. Like and couldn't watch it live well, at fucking four o'clock. Well, I did try to watch it live, but I was having some Wi-Fi issues. And also, when I did get it, like it seemed like even though they did just drop it, there was like half an hour of just this like red screen saying "stream like coming soon." You got to get that brand in. Like, what was the point in putting half an hour of footage of that before they actually just? Well, well anyway. I, I certainly was far too busy right. working like a wee trojan, mm-hmm. um, but. They all, I did see when we were watching it during uh, dinner, they also announced this Final Fantasy music rhythm game. So it's, it almost looked like Guitar Hero, except with Final Fantasy music. Oh. And I'm sure people are excited for it, but fucking get in the bin. <laughs> Honest to God, I can't, I mean, I would rather give up gaming. That mm. sounds awful. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a stellar idea. No. And then, aside from Pikman, Pikman, Pikmin 4, they also announced a Pikmin fucking mobile game that's essentially Pokemon Go, mm. but with Pikmin. Mm-hmm. That can fuck off and all. Yeah. yeah, so that was the direct wrap-up time for a few other bits and pieces of news. So the latest rumours suggest that Call of Duty's 2024 entry may take place in Iraq. Number two, Xbox has begun refunding pre-orders for Stalker 2. The game is meant to launch at the end of this year, but has been delayed indefinitely due to the conflict in Ukraine. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves finally comes to PC on October 19th. And lastly, Babylon's Fall will terminate service on February 28th, a year to the day after it launched. Yeah. Uh, so this game, it was like exclusive to PlayStation. It was made by Platinum Games. It came out this year on February 28th. It got fucking slagged. It was awful, apparently. Didn't get a, didn't find like a, much of a home with people and they're been in it after a year, which folk must be fucking delighted at if they paid full price for it. If they did, I assume it was a paid game. I'm not entirely sure, but regardless, a year's not exactly much time to be supporting something. 
Okay, that's all for this week's news then. We shall move on to Get in the Bin. Johnny, did you put out the bin? I did, yeah, I did. Get your little wheelie bin and push all of your rubbish in. You better hurry, don't be late. They'll soon be outside of your gate. Are the bin men coming? Are the bin men coming? As the cry of every woman, will the bin men come today? Okay, so let's run through the nominations then for this week's Get in the Bin. First up, we have from Callum. BBC dismissing energy bills crisis as insignificant because old lady dies can get in the bin, is what he said. Yeah, there was an actual report on BBC. Like it was, it was like I'm pretty sure it was like a video, and they they were saying like, I mean, uh, obviously energy crisis completely to the side just now because of what's happened with the Queen. You're like, uh, no, no, that's still more important. By the way, ninety <laughs> six year old woman dies of natural causes, or we're all fucking out in the street. Sorry, but. Until they realised that the reason the Queen died is because they couldn't afford the heating in Buckingham Palace. <laughs> and they were telling her, listen, Queenie, you're just going to have to use blankets. All right? That's what done her. What's the Done the run. Um, someone's going to have to give me a bit of context and explain, because I don't really know much about this guy, but Ninja, a fiend, a mental health crisis, I think, in a bid for, like... Yeah, well, we think he did. So he's like one of the most popular YouTubers in the world. Mainly does Fortnite content. Uh, why he's not just retired? You'll probably have seen him. His guy's got blue hair usually. He's a yeah. fucking tit. Uh, but he managed to make like an abs- an insane amount of money because Microsoft used to have a platform called Mixer, which was like a YouTube alternative, or more, more likely a Twitch alternative. Oh, yeah. And so he signed some mad deal with them for like, honestly, it was like fucking 20 million quid or something like that. And then, like, three months later, Nintendo, uh, Microsoft were like, I was going to close Mixer. And they had to pay him the whole amount anyway. Because he was going to stream exclusively on that platform. No. But then they just shut it down and he got the money anyway. So now he's back with YouTube or fucking whatever. Uh, but, yeah, so I think back on the 1st of September, he tweeted out saying, um, I'm finding things really hard. I'm going to take a wee bit of an extended break. I don't know when I'll be back. And then eight days later, he was back with like a whole new campaign and stuff like that. And the sort of overriding opinion is that he basically feigned a mental health crisis to try and promote himself. For Simpy. So he was like, okay. I don't think it's been confirmed because you can't really confirm it. It's not like he was caught out, but it very much seems like young man with 20 million quid Mm. takes the huff and comes back a week later. Got another nomination for people who initiate a conversation with you but then leave you to carry the conversation and don't know how to end it themselves. Otherwise, they just stare at you awkwardly with nothing to say. See, I'd do that to people, but it's just to wind them up. (laughs) As per usual, you are the problem, Craig. I'm just a bad person. (laughs) And then we also got another nomination for... In fact, like, is this your nomination, Craig, for a man called Dan Wooten? This is my nomination. This and the heat. Yeah, so he... I'll read out his tweet. Um, and it'll This is bad. This is really bad. It's accompanied by a video, but he basically says, I wanted to return to Buckingham Palace today for some quiet reflection and lay my own tribute. Crowds young, old, from all ethnicities and backgrounds. Truly the 
best of British doing her justice. And there's a video that accompanies that. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, so it? it's a video of him I've outside. Seen ah, you've seen it. Yeah. And then there's a comment. Um, Andy has come in and says, Hi, Dan. I was beside you there today. Nothing says quiet reflection like doing four takes of that video, then directing your friend to, quote, make sure you get the shot of me praying after I leave the flowers and checking the video after each effect. <laughs> what a prick. Yeah. It was very... Because it was stilted. You could see, like, at the start of the video, he's, like, totally still, as if it's, like, action. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then he's, like, Go, right, go. And then he goes, and his face is all sombre, mm-hmm. and then he plants the flowers, and like you say, takes a step back and then clasps his hands. And it's just so fucking fake. Mm-hmm. And I hate shit like that. I so always that. hate when people are like, I just want to give you this money, dude. You know, my Americans, here's a thousand pounds. Just do it. Aye. If you're a nice person, just do it. Mm-hmm. Why are you having to film it? And there's fucking people with boom mics and sound engineers all running about you and a producer. You know what I mean? Fucking hell. I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. Uh, to this me, to me, that's, that's the worst one. Yeah. Like, it's just, what a fucking knob. What an absolute fucking knob. <laughs> And what are you doing it for? What, what, what is the end goal of that? I just you, want attention. You... Look at me, I'm paying more respect than everyone else. Which, to be honest, has been worthy in itself. But the yeah, fact that he's annoying. went out his fucking way to it's do it and fucking annoying. be filmed. What a fucking arsehole. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the most been worthy nomination the heat one. this week. No. no. Oh, I also nominated the Heat. <sighs> Shut up, man. Eh... Uh, I think that guy's gonna. Aye, yeah. he's my pick as well. Well, not just that guy, but that type of situation yeah. as well. Yeah. Pronounce his name? Dan Wooten. Is it just Dan Wooten? I don't know. I was going with what Jess said. Dan Wooten, get in the fucking bin. Shite name and all. <laughs> okay, over to you, Craig, for Pure Dead Platinum. So I actually got someone, I can't remember if it was on Discord or if it's on uh, on Twitter, but someone said, when the fuck are we getting the next part in this My oh, my First Date I've been meeting for saga? So remember there was the, the date and the wee girl was going on the date and then they brought out another version with the wee guy. Was It was the wee guy's point of view and he went to go to the date as well. You blocked all this out? <laughs> Fucking hell. I usually take a wee nap when you're doing this. <laughs> well, so I it was just like a wee two minute game, a wee pixel art thing, and so you had this wee girl, and she was going on a date with a guy, and it literally lasted like two minutes, and then a couple of weeks later they brought another version, but it was from the guy's point of view when he was going okay. to meet the girl, and so we've been waiting, and I checked, we've been waiting since July twenty fourth. That's when the last one came out. There's no sign a story to. We're just left to wonder what happened with this pair. Is it time for you to get in touch? It's probably time for me to fucking develop the sequel. Well. It's time to write a letter. I think we should. <laughs> time to write a wrong. Some headed paper. Some pure dead gaming headed paper. Well, Monty fuck. Like, it's been long enough. That's come. It's Hi, uh, to whom it may concern. <laughs> I'll have you know, my name's Craig and I'm a member of the Pure Dead Gaming uh, podcast team. And I am very disappointed. Fucking fly in my mouth. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? That's what happens when you talk shite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dirty wee thing. 
So that's not the pure dead planning for this week then? Well, I, can, I can't magic it out my arse. But I just wanted people to know that I have inquired by looking online and it's not there. <laughs> so what we do have this week is a game called Platybird. Mm. Right? Sounds awful. Well, what you might be saying to yourself, Craig, I've had a look at this. And is it Platybird 1, no 2, 3, 4, 5 or 6? Because since the 4th of September, that's mm. how many of these have come out. Wow. They've been bringing out one every two days. Yep. What end? Platinums. <laughs> uh, what happens is each of the games... So, I mean, it's basically Flappy Bird. You might have guessed that. You have to... Oh, I remember that. Yeah, you have to get a score of 25. It's easier than Flappy Bird, though. The, the gaps are bigger. Uh, each of these games is just the same fucking thing, but a different colour. Oh my god. So the first one is more of a sort of maybe a, a brown sort of aesthetic with the bird and the fucking Mario pipes, by the way, remember? They couldn't have put that in the one game and like in the settings. Well, change the colour. Well, yeah, no. but then you couldn't sell it six times. Oh, for fuck. Oh my for god. For 45 platinums or whatever it is. Holy fuck. Right? <laughs> so. What? This is ridiculous. Do you not remember that? Uh, Flappy Bird actually get taken down because Nintendo went yeah. ape shit about the fucking pipes. The pipes. Aye. Yeah. Well, this has got the fucking pipes. And it's the fucking Mario pipes, let I'm me tell you. I've it six times. Aye. Well, I've played number one, number two, because I thought at least, it, I bet it's a different bird. It's not, it's the same bird, it's just a different colour. And, and number two, it's a blue bird. And the pipes are blue. But it's the same game. And I mean the exact same game. How did they get away with this shit? Well, yeah. it's so egregious, right, that if you go on the trophy sites, the game is called Platy Bird, right? But on the PlayStation Store, it's called Pretty Bird because you're not Sony's terms of service says you're not allowed to have and you're not allowed to allude to the platinum in a game title. So although the trophy list says Platy Bird, the fucking game is not even allowed to be called that. But they'd already obviously submitted all six fucking games because they're coming out two days after each other. So yeah, I would. I actually struggled with it a bit more than I care to admit because I'm absolutely fucking shit at Flappy Bird. It took me about five minutes, but you can do it in a minute if you're competent. And did you get the platinum? I did, and as you saw when I was doing it, that is what the platinum trophy is called—the platinum. So I've got the platinum in two of them. Will I get three, four, five, and six? No, we've got waiting to pay for. Probably. <laughs> the answer's probably. But yeah, it's one ninety nine per entry. There's multiple stacks. It's on PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five, and it's not difficult. I mean, I'm shit at, I'm shit at it, and I got it in five minutes. So two out of ten difficulty. Fun. If you like Flappy Bird, yeah. And different coloured birds. And different colour. If, hey, if you're a bird watcher, then fill your boots. Or fill your binoculars. Right, okay, let's move on to movie section. This week was a non-gaming related film and it was Hard Target from way back in 1993. 
And it follows the story of Natasha, who comes to New Orleans looking for her father, who's gone missing. And in doing so, she meets... Not her father, her daddy. Yeah, they always say daddy, and it's really <laughs> creepy as fuck, isn't it? And would they help you find your daddy? Yeah, so she meets Mr. Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's called Chance, I believe. Is yep, that his name? that is. Chance Bordeaux. She takes a chance. He helps her find out that her father was killed by an organisation who sell the opportunity to hunt human prey. They're taking advantage of a police strike in New Orleans, but will the muscles from Brussels win? The first, see I the wonder. first, my first note in this is, what did Andy think of this film? Because if you eliminated the slow motion, you're talking maybe a 45 minute film. Oh, John Woo, the slow mo in this film. But it worked though. It, it did, but it was work. so overused. It was there was, a lot. there was times where you, like, they use slow motion for like someone getting thrown or someone getting punched and you're like, yep. But then it would go back into normal speed and then it would go back into slow motion for someone to turn their head and then it would speed up again. You're like, that yeah, wasn't needed. There was loads of slow motion. <laughs> so much of it. So much. John Woo loves it, doesn't he? Right, this, is his, this was his first uh, American film. All right. So, because like... I don't know if I'm just going to say Asia because I don't know if it's Japan or China right from um, but there it's very the filmmaking's very different mm-hmm. you know what I mean so well, there's loads of things that we watch in a film over like here that certain things happen and we have a understanding of what that means like if you see like a dissolve kind of happening it usually means like a flashback's happening mm-hmm. here uh, he was using it quite a lot apparently when the first cut was made just between loads of scenes like dissolves and it made people really confused because they thought every time it was going back to a flashback because okay. people associated that yeah. type of cut with yeah. a flashback so they had to change all that and let them know that listen we associate that type of mm-hmm. cut you're doing with a flashback so it's making people confused uh, so you had to because there was the guy that kind of made all the 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 first Spider-Man films, mm-hmm. the ones we what's his name? Oh, uh, Toby Maguire. Yes, um, Sam Raimi. He was there on set every day to make sure John Woo was doing everything right, and because he didn't speak English either, he was learning English as he was kind of going. Yeah, um, I just checked the way from Hong Kong. Was it Hong Kong, right? Um. Uh, the first thing I, I put in my notes was, you know, the first kind of fight scene mm-hmm. where she goes out to a car and the guys come and yeah. take a purse or whatever. Aye. <laughs> I thought this was fucking hilarious. don't know if you noticed it. But it's kind of like there's loads of Western tropes in this film. Well, right? I've got it down that the whole, the town looks like it yeah. should have cowboys. Yeah. Like it's, it's a total fucking a Western, isn't it? Set, it's a perfect setting to put him in. Because his accent that yeah. makes sense in it. Because there's loads of French folk in New Orleans. Yeah, to the um, point where when you fu- one of the first scenes of the film is like a horse and cart going down the street. Aye, 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 aye right. But this is the bit though. <laughs> he's obviously he's, he's got a big trench coat jacket. Aye, big rape jacket. Aye, but in Jean Claude Van Damme films, he very rarely uses guns. He uses guns at the end of this film. Mm-hmm. 
but it's usually his legs and his fists that he's using. Yeah. So obviously in westerns you get that thing if they're wearing a jacket and they've got the guns on their hips, mm-hmm. they'll flick the jacket and expose the gun. Yeah, yeah. But what he done was he flicked his jacket and exposed his leg yeah. as if to go, this is what you're going to get. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then he starts talking, kicking everybody to fuck and it's just like, that's funny as what you just put your leg out and like that as if to go, that's it, unarmed. You like this wee bit of leg? I've just unholstered my leg. You're about to get it. I was like pissing myself laughing. There was a bit in that scene as well that I found funny. Like, so the guy, one of the goons, like, hits the girl and then they see Van Damme coming over. And Mm. so they've sort of got her half bent over the car. And when he comes over, one of the guys just sort of casually leans on her back while she's bent over the thing, just like. Oh, does he? And and he's he's just kind of looking as if. What? There's nothing. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> he's, he's actually Hang leaning up. on her back as she's bent over the car as if he just <laughs> won't be able to see her. I was oh, like, what the sake. fuck, man? Oh. Her acting, by the way, was... She was bad. So bad. She was bad. Like... Jean-Claude Van Damme was better than her. And he didn't, have many, he didn't have many lines, though. That's true. But, I mean, she that's just reacted to everything by making her eyes go like saucers. Yeah. Like, I looked up her IMDb because I was like, this has to be her last role. But it was one of her first roles and she's still acting today. Mm. She must know, have improved. Because, you fuck me. She had a fucking, like, herpes on her lip. Well, that's what I said. Like, I think there was an early scene I was like, oh, she looks like she's got her lipstick all smudged. But then there was another scene fucking and I was herpes, like... but it, it was changed. It? Right, but it went away and came back because obviously it was shot all out of the order. Yeah. So, like, every now and again you would see herpes on her lip. And then it would disappear. And then again. And I think that's why, because Jean-Claude Van Damme didn't kiss her in the lips. They kissed on the cheek. And I bet you it's because he's like, I'm fucking kissing that. She's <laughs> got fucking herpes. I don't know where she's been. I'm not fucking kissing that. <laughs> uh, John Woo's like, I don't understand. What, what, why, does he, why does he not want to kiss her? Uh, John, herpes. Herpes is like... <laughs> John, just just leave it. <laughs> uh, I mean, for the first moment, the sexual tension between them's off the fucking chain. Like she's absolutely right into him straight away, and I he at first he can't give a fuck. Ah, uh, you were saying that you didn't get the sex appeal of him. No. Jean Claude Van Damme yeah. in this film. It's no. very with the mullet. It's a very nineties thing, I think. I thought he would. Look, I thought he looked quite. Uh, he was alright. I would. Uh-huh. No, not for me. Uh, I thought it was funny as well when she went into the police station. She's like, I want to report a missing person. And the woman's like, ah, Yeah, I come back tomorrow. Ah, she's <laughs> no, like, I've, I've just got done a, a double. Fucking missing person. Listen, I've just done a double. How about you come back tomorrow? <laughs> eh, no. no, my fucking dad's missing. My daddy is missing. <laughs> I need you to help me find my daddy. <laughs> it's like, has nobody ever taught fucking John Claude how to say father? Like, father? Yeah. You know I know. Mean? Just like every time he's, he has to say that, and he says it a lot because that's the film, that's the premise. Yeah. We will, we will find your daddy. Don't you worry, we will find it's your so daddy. It's so off putting, isn't it? Oh, it's weird as fuck. See, when she goes to the docks to try and like recruit him, and at first he just blows her off because he wants to go fucking fishing or whatever, and then he realizes he's not allowed to go fishing until he pays his dues. So yeah. he comes back over when she's leaving, and he's like, I'll help you find your daddy. And then she's like, okay, you drive. And he has to go, I can't. 
can't drive. Mm. <laughs> and he has this wee sort of cheeky face, like he's been trying to act the stone cold hard man the whole time, and he has to go. Ah, I don't know how to drive. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'll just come in the passenger seat. It's <laughs> just <laughs> so fucking weird. Um, I've I've got down here like the city totally feels like the Wild West. Like there are cars, obviously, and stuff like that, but it's just it's a total like saloon environment. Like the yeah. whole time, I think it's partly because the street. It's not like a road surface. It's all like that sort of dust. Ah, it's Bourbon Street. That's what, it's, that's what it's kind of like. Is it still like that today? Aye. Aye. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite a... No, um, maybe it's not a unique setting for a film, but I feel like it's a unique setting for films that I have seen. Like, But I know, I thought it was cool. Um, See that bit where the kind of sexual tension and stuff like that? And he's like, close your eyes. And she's like, why, why do you want me to close my eyes? Just close your eyes. And then the fucking snake, Aye. and he fucking punches it. He Aye. fucking knocks it. I loved it when he punched the snake. Just holds it and then goes, boom, <laughs> and knocks the fucking thing out. A wee and jab. Then proceeds to put the rattle bit in his mouth and fucking bites it off. Yeah, is that what it was? Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, it was a I rattle didn't understand snake. what was going on. Right, okay, yeah. that makes sense. And he was going to leave like a wee trap. Oh, it was the trap. Uh, was the snake was obviously pissed off because it lost its rattle. Yeah, it's like it's swinging its ass. What's going on? Where's my Where's my rattle? As soon as he punched that snake, all I could think of was that episode of Still Game when they're like, "I once punched a giraffe to death." <laughs> Just absolute <laughs> fucking gold. Um, yeah, <laughs> the uncle. He looks like fucking Santa. See when they go and get the uncle and he's got oh. the suspenders on, he's wearing fucking red and he's got the beard and you're like, <gasps> Santa's real. I mean, what's his name again? I don't know, Uncle Uncle, Bo- like Duvey or something Aye, like that? Something, something, and he goes, I'm, uncle I'm in trouble, Duvey. Uncle. And Uncle Duvey. <laughs> but he says something like Jean-Claude Van Damme indicates to him that I'm in trouble. And then he goes, I know, I can smell them. And you're like, you can smell them. I know. You can smell the trouble. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I know. I can smell them. I was like, oh. <laughs> that film was weird as fuck. <laughs> uh, there's another bit as well, and I, I, I grant you, I bet I'm the only person that saw this and got that and got this from it. But it's just my fucked up brain. But at one point, Jean Claude Van Damme like rams into like a baddie right in the cock with his motorbike. Oh, right. uh, and the guy goes flying into like a big bunch of boxes. Mm-hmm. I, I, remember I, I remember like watching that thing. That is very kind of box standard kind of stunt manish. Yeah, just and, using the boxes. Aye, it was, but it was so clearly like a big bunch of piled up boxes that were yeah. empty. Aye, exactly. They were all empty. Yeah. And as soon as it happened, I just thought of that Father Ted episode when he's like, Ted, there's a big bunch of boxes in the middle of the road. And then oh, he has to move on the boxes. Milk cartons. <laughs> As soon as <laughs> yeah. it happened, I was just like, straight away, I could hear Dougal shouting, there's a big bunch of boxes in the middle of the road. <laughs> it was just like it. So funny, man. Um, and then at the end, like you're saying, like not a lot of Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van Damme films, like he uses guns, mm-hmm. but even in this, when he has to, every, at the sort of final fight scene, every single enemy he takes out, he like shoots them like eight times, then kicks them in the face. Everyone, yeah. every and they probably single don't enemy. Down until we no, 
he shoots them like pistols, fucking assault rifles, and they're still standing. And then he jumps up and does a fly kick, and that's what fucking puts them down. Apparently, as well, he he said to John Wu, like Jean Claude Van Damme, that he wanted a camera on his muscles all the time, like one camera on his muscles. And they never used anything from that camera, obviously, but John yeah. Wu just done it to appease him. Uh, that's the kind just of, so that it was there in case. It's the kind of piss he was coming up with even back in 93, because obviously this is the height of his power. Like, late 80s, early 90s, that's yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme time, isn't it? No. <laughs> I want a fucking camera on my muscles at all times. Did you notice, like, the they kind of made, like... They made it out as if like doves and stuff were like giving them clues. Cause see the fuck, see the time that that is it? Ah, your dad gets and he goes back to the place where the, our dad's burnt. Apparently, uh-huh. he's looking for that other dog tag. Yeah, but the the dove flies. Yeah, and sits on a bit, and it's sitting on a bit where dog tags are hanging, and then he looks at the dove and goes, "Yeah," as if to say thanks for letting me know. I what was that about? Well, there was two dog tags. Ah, I remember the, the dog the tag, dove. but what was that about with the dove? What was the point of that? They don't really allude well, to John, it, do they? Well, John Woo's thing is doves in slow motion. Oh. So every John Woo film has got a scene where like some the guy will walk out a door and all of a sudden a dove flies out with him and it's very slow motion. You see it in Mission Impossible 2 as well because John Woo directed that. Tom Cruise comes out of a bit Right. A motorbike and a dove comes out the fire. I actually think away. I remember that scene. Uh, that's a John Woo thing. He always does that. That's a really weird calling card, isn't it? Aye, because a dove is essentially a pigeon. Yeah. It just looks better. You know what I mean? But imagine imagine that with a pigeon. just doesn't go as... You know no, what I mean? Because a dove not... has this look about it where it's in a... Like a... I don't know. A reputation. Yeah. A pigeon has a reputation, but as a fucking shitting thing. Just, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's a pigeon, you'd be like, fuck it, get that away from me. They just inhabits Trafalgar Square. <laughs> you know what I mean? Aye. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, don't be wrong. Jean-Claude Van Damme's acting, not great. The uncle... Serviceable, though. Aye. The, the uncle Santa acting, not great. The main girl's acting... Fucking abysmal, right. but I still enjoyed the film. But who's who's <laughs> acting was amazing though. Actually, the two bad guys were really good because they had good chemistry. See Lance Henriksen, yeah, who's the main bad guy, and also Carl from Detroit Become Human. Who? Do you remember Detroit Become Human? Uh, the uh, PlayStation game. Aye. Uh, he plays. So you know, you get the three different robots you play as. He there's the black guy who's like the he's like the servant of the old guy Lance. Uh, oh, Lance Hendrickson. Ah, uh, he's yeah. the old guy. Ah, plays yeah, Carl. Yeah. So there is a game in tie-in. Yes, that is the tie. There we go. That is the tie <laughs> right there. And the guy, his henchman, the main guy, who's he's kind of like hate boys. Mm, ah, he's right, good. Right hand man. His name. You know what his name is? No. Pick Van Cleef. That's his name. Pick. Because he calls him Mr. Pick. Aye. But his real name is... Well, not his real name, but his name, name in the, in the film, film is Pick Van Cleef. That was like, well, that's a name. That is a name. 
He did. Wait, what else is he in? He's in like I meant to look it up. The Scorpion King or something like that. Oh, right. he's the guy. Oh, that's right. He's the Emperor kind of. Oh, he's the mummy, is he? No, he's the, the, the main. Like he's it. the main guy. That's right. That's maybe actually because oh, I watched that right. recently. I'm now, I've, I knew I recognised his face from somewhere and I couldn't think. Ah, yeah, I watched I that recently. I didn't think to IMDb it, but I was just going, oh, where is he from? Oh. And what the fuck's Telex? Because he says to that guy who comes to, one of the, the guys that comes to use the service mm-hmm. of killing people, and he's telling them all the rules, and he's like, you must not, uh, obviously we will dispose of the body, we will provide you with the weapons, you have not to discuss this via, like it says, post or telex. And I'm like, what the fuck is telex? Never heard of that in my life. I was like, what, you mean texting? And I was like, no, that's no... Beta version of the internet or something like that. I was thinking teletext. Aye. Remember teletext? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was only useful for getting the football scores. Aye, my dad used to use that for the horse racing now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Can you still get that? No, no they've get they get rid of it now. But it was it was only recently they got rid of it. And it was like fucking. You had to be a brain surgeon to operate it. Aye, to, to you had to know the exact number and oh, stuff. Like. I always knew the number for the football scores. Aye, right. I don't think I've got anything else to say about it. Really, shall we Are pie? We? No. Yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't enjoy it. So it's a one. For one? A one? Holy fuck! Jesus. Yeah. Poor Jean Claude. I don't get it. I don't get the fascination with him. It's just funny. It was bad acting. The action was poor. It I just, didn't think the action was that poor. No. It was slow motion. But, yeah, no. I'd go three. I think I'd go three as well. It's, it's very serviceable. Yeah. Generic. It just, I've got such nostalgia for 90s action films. And so it, it just absolutely fucking Jean Claude Van Damme kicks you in the face with 90s action. And so that's enough for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Is the next one also 90s action? Oh, it's it's oh, it's 90s. Yeah. yeah. Action. Late, dubious. Late, no, it might actually be like 95. 96. Yeah. Yeah, we're going for barb wire. I have no knowledge of this. So it's, it's a classic. Oh. I'm in for the treat with the sounds of things. Oh, it's an yeah. absolute classic. It's great. Have you ever thought to yourself, I'm really attracted to Pamela Anderson? No. No? Right. Because that's sort of a requirement going on. That's what the whole film was sold on. <laughs> Pretty, <laughs> Pretty much. much. It's, it's an experience. Okay, so yeah, we will watch and report back next week our thoughts and findings on that film. Yes, yes we will. Do join us, please. <laughs> For barbed wire. <laughs> I, I just imagine there's going to be a lot of people over the next week that are going to watch barbed wire and they'll be like, I have to do it for a podcast. <laughs> it's research for a podcast. I'm going to get like a lot of fucking angry emails from other people's other halves. <laughs> okay, let's round off this week's episode then with a pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pack of the week, pack of the week, week, pack of the week. Uh, this week's pick of the week is Metal Hellsinger, which is probably not a game I'm going to play, but it's getting really good reviews. 
and it's on Game Pass, so that's always an easy sell. Uh, the synopsis says, Slay to the rhythm of metal and vengeance on an infernal journey through the eight hells. Make them feel the beat. Metal Hellsinger is a rhythm FPS bursting with demons, badass weapons and heavy metal music. So it's like a first-person Doom-style shooter where you're trying to kill to the beat and it's like metal music. Uh, I it's had a lot of it had a demo and folk loved it and uh, it's obviously out it'll be out by the time this podcast launches but early reviews are out and it's getting like nines out of ten. Um, What's it called? Metal Hellsinger, and it's on Game Pass as well. Uh, and yeah, so like some of the music included is. Um, the Hell Singer by Two Feathers. There's quite a lot of songs by Two Feathers. Uh, there's, oh, in fact, all of them are. Oh, the whole the whole thing is by. He's done by this band. Yeah. Never heard of them. I've never heard of them either. Actually, I thought it was all different, but it appears to be them featuring a lot of different people. So there's like heavy metal music myself, but I did see some gameplay and like while it's not my style of music, I did. I don't know. It fit. Mm, I recognise some of the names, but yeah, uh, like while it's not my type of music, I don't know. Seeing it with the gameplay, it did fit, and you were yeah. sort of like getting into the rhythm as you were shooting. It looks like it's good, and it's getting good reviews. So that's definitely the pick of the week. The only other thing that I would recommend, perhaps checking out, is it's technically I think a pure dead platinum, and might even appear here next week, but it's a game called The Dark Prophecy, it's a point and click game, it's only about 40 minutes long, and it's, they've basically stole Harry Potter, like he plays a wee guy, and he's fucking Harry Potter, and it's about magic, and it's like a 40 minute point and click, it looks alright, and I think it's going to be an easy platinum, slash 1000G. Okay, okay. well thank you very much Craig. For... Hi, you're welcome, this is, this is why I'm here for you Jess. And you, Andy, and I'm glad that we could all be here, Dutch ruddering, having a good time. What, what, what? what? <laughs> Dutch ruddering? You, you just don't need to know. <laughs> if, you, if you know, you know. I feel like you've just taken this podcast down a notch. Mm. How far down's that? <laughs> <laughs> We're on the upside down now. <laughs> okay, that's all for this week. We shall chat to you again next week. Bye bye. Bye.